Let's check out and see how things are going with the Mystic Schooners baseball team. It is a wooden bat baseball league, and their general manager is Dennis Long, who played baseball and basketball at the University of Connecticut. He's on the road traveling with the team right now. Dennis, good morning, my friend. Tough loss last night, but the team's doing all right since the first half break, isn't it? Yeah, thanks, Wayne. Yes, we are. We're uh, we're in the hunt. You know, we're in the hunt. We're going down to the last week of the season. We took a tough loss last night. Uh, we played up in North Shore, Lynn, Massachusetts, the North Shore Navigators. Had a 2 nothing lead in the bottom of the eighth, and funny thing happened on the way to the ninth. Uh, gave up a couple of back-to-back homers, and uh, we hadn't done that all year. Our bullpen's been good, but ended up losing 3-2, to two, but... Uh, we're in the playoff hunt for sure, so we're excited about uh, this home stretch. It's tough. You know, these college kids have been away a long time, and, uh, you know, let's face it, a lot of them want to go home, and, you know, I don't blame them, but but they see that, hey, we have a chance to do something kind of fun here. So we're, we're, we're putting it out uh, really hard for the last week. Well, let's see the glass half full here. Seven scoreless innings. Has pitching been a strength of your team? Yes. We are uh, very strong. I mean, our our uh, offense has come on the last three weeks, but we uh, had won a lot of low-scoring games. Uh, we always felt like we were pretty good after the fifth inning if we had the lead. As a matter of fact, yesterday's game was the first game, our first one-run loss and our first game that we had lost when we had the lead uh, after the fifth. And, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, over the course of a season, the stats look good, but when it happens in front of you in real time, it's like, oh, kind of like a punch to the gut but uh but we'll be fine we're heading up today we got another day game we got a lot of makeup games this time of year we're heading up to holyoke mass to play the valley blue Sox in a continuation of a suspended rain game but uh you know it just keeps going every day you play and and that's the beauty of baseball there's always another day to play and get ready and forget about what happened the day before you guys take like charter flights from lynn mass to holyoke mass <laughs> Flights, no, but uh, we do have we do have our friends at Joshua's Limousine down here in Ledger helping us, uh, shuttling us with their motor coaches to every every park in uh, in the league. So uh, we'll be on a bus in about another twenty five minutes, uh, heading up uh, to Western Mass. All right. So, what does the general manager do on these long bus rides? Uh, usually, usually in the morning, it's a kind of a we we. Uh, being the pitching coach, so it's more than just GM stuff for me. It's, uh, you know, I got game day stuff. I got the bullpen and the staff to, to think about. And uh, Phil Orby, our head coach, and I, we go back and forth uh, sitting on the bus next to each other. We're kind of going over, you know, what we think might happen today or over the next few weeks and make sure we distribute the innings evenly to the pitchers, uh, throw some ideas about the roster, and, and generally just kind of talk about where we stand, what we look like, who's who mentally is in a good spot, who needs a day off, that kind of thing. You know, this time of the year, it's mostly rest could be better than uh, hard work. You know, sometimes you need that day off. So um, we kind of just discuss uh, where we are each day and uh, get ready for, you know, the field. When we get to the ballpark, we just kind of start chatting with the guys and letting them know, hey, you might be up today. Hey, we're going to give you a day off or uh, you look really good. Let's work on some stuff here on the side before the game and, you know, there's always something. You're always trying to teach these guys. It's developmental more than anything. You know, we, we want to we wanna win games, but we want these guys to go back better players uh, than they came in. And when they go back, they want to be able to make a team or, you know, vie for a starting spot on their team. Uh, and, and we want to help them do that and make them feel good about their experience. 
Let me go from the bus to the truck. Backing up the truck for the folks who are not familiar with what your team and what your league is all about. The Mystic Schooners do play home games at Dodd Stadium in Norwich. So just give a little overview of the team, what it's about, and who the players are on the Mystic Schooners. Yeah, thanks, Wayne. Uh, it, it's uh, the New England Collegiate Baseball League, 13-team league. Uh, it's a nonprofit league built up from a 13 nonprofit organizations where we're, it's kind of a grassroots effort. We're, we're local, but we're not local. We have guys from all over the country. Our roster starting lineup yesterday had a, a leadoff hitter from uh, Auburn. We had a second hitter from Cal State Fullerton. In the middle of our lineup, we had a couple of UConn guys, Maddox Delena. Um, was one of them, uh, and Drew Crone, outfielder, was another. And so we have we have them all. We have a, we have a great uh, pitcher from Yale, Colton Shaw, who's been in our lineup. So we have guys from all over the place. We just, as a matter of fact, because of injury, we uh, just took a kid in from LaSalle University, right up in uh, the Boston area, Division Three. But he's a high quality player. And if you're a good ball player, to me, it doesn't matter what school you go to. You know, we, we want good ball players. We want to want to grind it out with us. So um, we are we are uh, a, play a 44 game schedule. We're kind of getting near the end of it, and uh, we just want to provide a good experience for these guys that come in from all over the country. Let them see New England. A lot of them haven't been up in the Northeast to play baseball, and uh, have them leave you knowing that uh, they got themselves a little bit better. And a lot of people that have seen amateur baseball in the last 30 or 40 years, they know about that little metal ping when the ball hits the metal bat. You don't get that ping in the New England Collegiate Baseball League, do you? No, you get the sound of real wood. And uh, it's kind of funny, Wayne, you know, and in, in any baseball players listening in right now know the feeling of going from a, a metal bat, which is, uh, let's say, hitter-friendly, evenly distributed with the weight, going into a wood bat which is kind of more old school the weight distribution is a little different it might feel a little heavier you know the hitters need a few weeks usually to get get used to swinging that wood again after using the uh well-balanced metal bats all through their college spring uh it takes a little time the pitchers have a little advantage early but uh, right now it's all evening out and uh you know i I use an example of the two yukon guys we have maddox and uh, drew they have just come on and become really main core guys in our lineup. Uh, they've gotten used to the wood. They're starting to get those uh, those base hits where maybe they were fouling them off or swinging and missing early in the year, just not used to the to the weight of the bat. Um, but they are really going to be big contributors, and I know Coach Penders is going to have uh, some players that are ready to vie for a starting spot next year. And you being a great pitcher in your day at the University of Connecticut, 1976 to 1979, you went on to be in the Cape League Hall of Fame, class of 2017, three years with the Hyannis Mets, and you were drafted by the Texas Rangers in the 16th round. You know a thing or two about pitching. And when these players have been used to using metal bats, and now they're using wooden bats at the plate, if you're a pitcher... Does that mean you can come inside a little bit more? And rather than a fisted ball that goes off the metal bat over the second baseman's head, maybe now you break the bat and you get a pop-up. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that is the biggest lesson. And, and believe it or not, I've had probably more conversations with our catchers than our, uh, than our pitchers. We, we let the catchers call the game. You know, I know a lot of programs, even in our league, a lot of uh, coaches like to call the game, call the pitches. But 
you know, we, we prefer to try to let the catchers and pitchers learn the game a little bit. And, and you know, 100% I am there if they want a suggestion. They'll glance at the dugout, and I might give them a quick flash of a sign for what I think might happen. But I'll tell you what, every time they look at me, it's usually I'm going, hey, fastball inside, let's go. You know, so we, we need to get in there. Don't let these big, strong, talented kids get those arms extended where they can get full power. Um, you know, the, the weight of the bat being different than metal, plus not letting those – uh, hands get big and strong and extended makes it really tough if you can get that fastball in so yes you are absolutely right that is the key pitch learning how to go inside and uh you know i know it's a little different with metal bats but i would even go to say that with the metal bats it, it's always good to try to get in there and not let those guys get the barrel on the ball i'm guessing that the yankee general manager brian cashman is not throwing batting practice what about the general manager of the mystic schooners does he throw batting practice I do. Yes, I, I, uh, I, I do. Um, I do not have the reputation of, uh, our old friend and my old coach, Andy Baylock. He is a, he is the legendary batting practice pitcher, but I do get out there. I do get out there and, uh, throw it regularly. And, uh, I kind of say sometimes that's why my career ended because I threw too many strikes, <laughs> but in this case it helps throwing strikes is good. Um, I enjoy it. And you can see some things, you know, as a pitcher looking at guys taking swings, sometimes you give a little feedback like, hey, it looks like you're trying to pull everything. You know, let's try to hit a couple of pitches the opposite way. I think it disciplines them a little better, makes them better hitters. And, you know, not that I'm trying to tell every batter every, everything on every swing, but, uh, you know, if I see somebody who's was having a chronic uh, bad day at BP just trying to pull and hit homers, I say, hey, you know, try to get yourself going to the opposite field and, and then maybe pick up a few base hits first before you think about hitting anything too deep. So Dennis, what you're saying is that you can have a career end if you throw too many strikes or too many balls. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> For the folks who'd like to check out the Mystic Schooners at Dodge Stadium in the New England Collegiate Baseball League, give me a couple of dates you've got for home games coming up. When can they see you? Yes, we have, uh, down the home stretch, we've got some real exciting nights. We have two big fireworks nights. The first one being Friday, which, uh, tomorrow night, uh, we have a big fireworks night. We have a rally towel giveaway going on that night. And we have, uh, a, a new little feature called Take Home Tom, where if you, uh, wear a Tom Brady jersey or Tampa Bay Buck or New England Patriot jersey, uh, you get a discounted ticket. Um, and there are a couple of giveaways, Tom Brady souvenir giveaways uh, that we have going on during the fireworks night. So that's an exciting one. We also play on the 25th, and we have a final uh, fireworks night the following Friday, the 28th. Uh, our friends at MJ Sullivan have been very gracious in helping us put this together. Um, we are excited about the two fireworks nights. So three more home games for sure. We're probably in the playoffs lane. So I'm guessing if you stay tuned and if you uh, check on the Schooners website, schoonersbaseball.org, you can follow us into the playoffs. I'm guessing we would have a home playoff game, not knowing the seeding yet. It'll either be July 31st or August 1st would be our game at home. But stay tuned for that one. We hope we'll, we hope it's the July 31st date. That means we got a, a, a number one seed. So we'll see what happens. Dennis, what's the ultimate goal of players on the Mystic Schooners and in the NECBL? Will some of them make the major leagues? Yes, yes. We've had uh, two of our guys uh, over the last few years, uh, a center fielder for the Houston Astros, Jake Myers, 
uh, played with us in 2015. Uh, uh, a very uh, dominant reliever with the Detroit Tigers, Jason Foley, uh, who uh, played with us in 2015 and 2016. Uh, just missed making the all-star team from what I've been told, but uh, he's having a great season with the Tigers. He played for us. Uh, so those are our two big stories. We have a number of guys in um, the minor leagues. We just had a couple of our guys from uh, on, on this year's team, uh, Addison Kopak, University of Rhode Island, Anthony Sherwin from Bucknell, uh, uh, just signed contracts. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, Addison Kopak was in our starting lineup, uh, got the call during the national anthem from the San Diego Padres, and uh, we had to scratch him from the lineup. He, uh, he was drafted. So he uh, went into the clubhouse, took off his uniform, thanked everybody for his experience, and drove home to go sign. So it's there's some fun stories here, especially around draft time. But, uh, you know, our goal is to have everybody uh, be better when they get here. If they aspire to be a pro player, we want to do everything we can to make them get closer to that goal. I mean, I think the Wood Bat League gives them a good taste of pro ball, and the grind of day, daily games and bus rides definitely gives them a taste of, of minor league ball. So, um, you know, they'll know more about their desire to play pro ball after they play in a league like this. So uh, we're just there to try to help them and, and certainly not to try to do anything, but just get them better. We want to return them. Like uh, an old coach told me, they're like library books. We want to return them. Like we got them, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to do anything crazy. And uh, we just want them to feel good about the game when they leave there. Dennis, in this market, you hear a lot about the double a Hartford yard goats, the Rockies affiliate. Would it be possible for a player on your team, the Mystic Schooners and or the league overall, the NECBL, to wind up playing at Duncan Park in Hartford for the Yard Goats or maybe for one of their opponents? Well, we've already had that experience with uh, one of their opponents. Uh, we've had a few times uh, some of our former players said, hey, I'm coming into Hartford. Uh, you know, can you come see us? Love to see you. So we've had that a few times. Certainly, if somebody is drafted by the Rockies, they have every opportunity within a year or two to be in that double-A level um, uh, and, and play for the Yard Goats, for sure. That's the idea. That's the goal. And, uh, you know, we, we just want to make sure that uh, they are prepared for that uh, physically and mentally. But, yeah, that, that's the ultimate goal is to get to that level, the Yard Goats, and then beyond, obviously. For the folks who see Mystic Schooners games at Dodge Stadium, I hear you have a mascot that not only kids love, but adults as well. Yes, we have our famed Roof Dog. He's a, a, a the newest addition to the to the league mascot roster. Uh, 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 the roofing company uh, uh, sponsors, they're out of Plainfield, they're one of our sponsors, and they sponsor Roof Dog. And we have him walking around the ballpark, uh, participating in kids' events between innings. He's always uh, seen up in the skyboxes, greeting and uh, saying hello to all the guests who are taking advantage of the suites up top. And every once in a while, when a foul goes over the roof, Roof Dog comes out and get, returns a souvenir squishy ball down into the kids who are waiting. You know, sometimes those balls go over and they don't come back. Well, we try to give them something back for those foul balls. And Roof Dog's been really good at that. He's become iconic, to be honest. He, uh, he's heading up. We have the uh, NECBL All-Star Game up in Lynn, Massachusetts Sunday, as a matter of fact. And Roof Dog is part of that uh, that event. He's going to be on the field with all the other mascots in the league. 
And uh, we have been, it's kind of one of those things that came out of nowhere. We, you know, we said, ah, let's see, we, we could use a, a new look with our mascot. And it all just fell into place. We've got Roof Dog, and he has become a legend already in this season. Lastly, I broke the news yesterday morning that the former UConn Athletics Director Lou Perkins had passed away at the age of 78. He was the AD there from 1990 to 2003, and a lot of big things, both team success and facility-wise, happened under his watch. And you had a recent connection with Lou Perkins. Tell me about that. Well, it's funny, you know, when I had heard that news, uh, it just brought me back to, uh, gosh, it would be 1990 or uh I had been working at the old Fleet Bank up there in stores. I was a branch manager um, for a number of years in the late 80s, early 90s, in, uh, in, a, in another life, it seems now. But uh, I had been involved with the UConn Club in those years, and, and, and being an alum and a, and a former player, it was great to give back and be part of the, the UConn family. So when the interviews were coming through for the uh, the new athletic director, uh, Lou Perkins, was flying in. I can't remember where from, but he was flying into Hartford to Bradley. And I got a call at the bank, and um, uh, uh, Paul Young, who was the head of the UConn Club at the time, said, hey, we uh, need somebody to pick up Lou Perkins, uh, one of our interviewees for, for the AD position. Can you go to Hartford? And uh, I'm driving my car, my sedan. I'm driving, and I'm looking, and I see this big hulk of a guy come out and i said mr perkins great to meet you i'm dennis long uh here i got i'm going to show you back to campus and i looked at my car and i looked at lou i said oh, okay let me let me push the seat back for you sir <laughs> he, he's a big guy and it was just a nice nice man and you could tell that first day i brought him in and he just started asking questions uh, right after the introduction and the pleasantries were done, he was asking questions. It was almost like he was getting into the budget. He was getting into what the expectations were before I could walk out the door and say hello, uh, say goodbye. He uh, he was already like down to business. So you could see he was all about like being there and trying to grow this UConn program, which he which he uh, obviously did. Was he impressed that you were a two sport athlete? Those are rare at UConn: basketball and baseball. Well, I don't know if he was impressed or not, but we talked about it, and uh, and it was nice because I had gotten to talk to him. It was kind of like we had—I don't want to say I was the first person he knew on campus. Cause I probably was one of the first, but so every time I would see him at a game or on campus, <clears throat> it was always good to chat with him. And uh, you know, he knew he knew that I had been there, I had played there, and I think I think for anybody, any former alum at any sport at UConn. Um, there's that respect from the current, the current administration, the current coaches, even current players. You know, I think even our players with the Schooners, you know, they know being a former Husky, it's like there's some kind of, there's that fraternity that's always there. And uh, I think Lou kind of helped grow the program with that kind of mindset. Like if you're a Husky, you're a Husky forever. And uh, I think it helped build the alumni base stronger than it had ever been. A great story and a timely tale about the late Lou Perkins from Dennis Long, the general manager of the Mystic Schooners, playoff bound, we hope, starting around the 31st of July at Dodd Stadium. Danny, always good to catch up with you, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Wayne. Thanks so much for your time.